Hey there. This week, May 13th, the 17th only, I will be rerunning a special series about conscious and intentional manifestation based on Eckhart Tolle's relaunch of his top-rated online course called The Spiritual Guide to Conscious Manifestation. Now, he typically runs this every year, but it's been on hiatus since June of 2021. So I wanted to, you know, celebrate this relaunch because it's such a popular series and he has so much wisdom and insight to share on the topic. And he's of higher consciousness, according to ConsciousnessCalibrations.com, which should be no wonder to any of us. So... In addition to this special five-part series I'm doing on the podcast this week, which you're going to hear references maybe to 2021, so ignore those because this is my preemptive shot at letting you know that's the case. But Eckhart has two free five-part mini-series that he always does with uh, launches of his online course. You can see his teaching style and what you're going to learn. And the first one is called The Power of Conscious Manifestation. And the second one is How to Consciously Manifest in Today's World. You can get instant access to both of these in the links in the podcast notes below or simply go to themindbodyspiritnetwork.com on our homepage. It's our featured uh, top billing event for the month of May. So you'll see it right on top and you can get access to all that good stuff there. Now, on to today's episode. Hey there. Would you be surprised to know that according to bioenergetic research, 93% of the world's population, that includes you and me, has what has been described as a heart wall around the heart. This is according to Dr. Bradley Nelson, one of the world's foremost experts in the emerging fields of bioenergetic medicine and energy psychology, and he's best-selling author of his highly rated books, The Emotion Code and The Body Code. Dr. Bradley suggests that the remaining 7% of the world's population without a heart wall are likely young children who have yet to experience the have experience in the world that would create a heart wall around around us. I gotta tell you, when I first heard about the notion of the heart wall, it was like a hell yeah for me. I for sure do have a heart wall, and I know plenty of people that I can see have heart walls around them. This is not a judgment, it's just an observation that it's kind of put some language around what I'm seeing. There's blocks. People are blocked on particular topics or issues for which there's a heart wall around it and they can't be expressed or discussed or anything because it's there. So I think it's pretty easy to see that all of us really do have heart walls and it's like it was a no-brainer for me to say, come on, let's take it down. Let's get out that wrecking ball. <laughs> like that, is that a Miley Cyrus song, Get the Wrecking Ball Out or Perry Katie, or Katy Perry one of those ladies has a wrecking ball. And when I heard about the heart wall, I'm like, oh my God, take it down. And if you're anything like me, always intending to improve ourselves, yet on many fronts, we still have issues. We can't resolve some things. Things aren't changing. This was kind of like a wake-up call. Like, here's the answer to your prayer, lady. <laughs> this is where you could get some significant help. So today... I promised that I was going to share my experience of taking down my heart wall that I did in four sessions with a certified emotion code practitioner that I easily found on a Google search. But I set my intention before the search to find someone who is really energetically aligned with me, serves my highest good, is a healer, can help me, blah, blah, blah. So I really put all my ducks in a row before I started the search. And it was funny, I found this woman, her first name is Lee, and I booked it like at 11 o'clock at night, I decided, I've got to do this, I've got to do it now, I can't move forward in my life without addressing this issue. So, I think I've shared with many of you that I'm a clairvoyant, and I awakened into this gift in 2003 during a quantum spiritual awakening. 
And my, let's call them friends or spirit guides in the non-physical, send me messages that are kind of affirmations or validations that you're on the right path. Plus, they know I like good humor and so do they. So the morning after I I ordered my Heartwall session, which is a four-block package, which was so freaking affordable, it was a no-brainer on top of a no-brainer. When you consider the cost of having to go have a heart transplant, as an example, or go to an emergency room because you're having a heart attack or whatever, and you'll see why I mention this later when I share my story, but <clears throat> you know, to spend under $500 for four sessions to have an energetic heart wall removed, something that's literally squeezing the life out of your heart, which was true for me. I can't say it's true for you, but I'm telling you, it was true for me. I knew it. I want to share my experience with this, and I'm not getting paid to refer you to Emotion Code practitioners. There's no ulterior motive here, except for my experience of it was significant, and I want to share it with you because I think it's a no-brainer for all of us, (laughs) if you ask me. Now, I've already done an episode about the Emotion Code, which is what the these um, process I went through, I went through what's called the emotion code process with a certified practitioner of taking down the heart wall and it can address many other things. And I, I'm going to share that podcast on a resources page that I created at the mindbodyspiritnetwork.com forward slash emotion code, all one word, or you can simply go to the top of the show notes below with that link. You can get all the resources, tons of resources I'm sharing about the emotion code. You can get them all on that page, including links to um, Dr. Bradley's. He has a page of certified practitioners that you can refer to as well. So I've curated all sorts of resources and links there that you can access after this podcast or whenever you want. But before I get to today's topic, which is a, a really good one, I've got tons of stories to shall, share as well. The stories alone are worth their weight in gold, I think. I think you'll find them super helpful. If you have physical ailments or you know you got a heart wall, you've got emotions that are trapped or creating, wreaking havoc in other parts of your life, this is the episode for you. My name is Liz Garcia. I am your happy host here at your weekly dose of higher consciousness that you can find on the podcast at HighVibeTribeRadio.com or on our YouTube channel at HighVibeTribeTV.com. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the MindBodySpiritNetwork.com, which brings you this podcast. And as I tell you many times before, I am also a teacher of consciousness and understanding where true power to be the change you want to see in this world exists. And it's a a really foundational component of this podcast is understanding the the research of consciousness and that everything that ever was and is can be calibrated as to its level of energy, power, and truth. I'm on a mission to help you raise your level of consciousness on a wide variety of topics, Related to transforming or shifting yourself in the realms of mind, body, spirit, health, personal development, and spiritual growth. And today is no exception. So let's get started. So I, I do want to reiterate that the Emotion Code book calibrates at 370 on the scale of human consciousness, according to consciousnesscalibrations.com, which is where I first came across the book, and I've already come across Dr. Bradley Nelson before through the Shift Network and his webinars, <clears throat> and when I realized how high a level of consciousness what he's doing calibrates at, I'm like, oh my God, we, I got to share this. This is something powerful, true, and trustworthy to consider. And to put the emotion code into further context, the state of being healthy calibrates at 360 on the scale of human consciousness. So the energy of someone who is purely healthy is 360, which would be like uh, your Olympic athletes. (laughs) Some of them, some of them, we all have mental stuff going on and emotional that 
kind of corrupts the overall healthiness of us. But on a pure level, healthy is 360. The Emotion Code book is 370. So the energy fields embody power, truth, constructive, positive, uplifting energy. And I've already given you the details of the significance of this in my first episode that I mentioned, which, again, you can access on that resources page. So I did a podcast all about the Emotion Code book and the online course that Dr. Bradley teaches and speak about the energy of these things. So you understand better, we're talking about impersonal attractor fields or energy fields that are not opinion. So again, you can go to the mindbodyspiritnetwork.com forward slash emotion code, all one word, or you can simply grab the link at the top of the show notes below with all the resources, links, videos, podcasts, all kind of the emotion show emotion code chart, which I'm going to share with you momentarily, but it's all on that resources page. So in this episode, I want to share my experience of energetically removing my heart wall with a certified emotion code practitioner. And you don't have to hire someone to go through this with you because the book helps you do it on your own. And then if you want to go deeper, um, there's a webinar link. You can li- There's a free introduction to it with Dr. Nelson uh, that leads to an online course if you want to really go deeper into it and really start to be able to heal yourself and others once you understand how to do the emotion code process. And I highly recommend it for you listeners out there that are energy healers, massage therapists, or alternative health practitioner, even doctors of any sort because it's... It's getting to the root of the matter on an energetic level. What's really going on here? And if you're, if you're a physical doctor, understanding the energetic aspect of it is huge and will benefit you tremendously to put the two together. So when I heard about removing my heart wall, it was a no-brainer for me, right? I've been through significant traumas, not of this world, on at last count, at least 24 occasions for extended extended periods of time. And this is not to, you know, play my little mini violin or cry me a river, but that they were horrific and not of this world. So <laughs> let me just leave it at that. So what I want to do is I'm going to outline the process of what happens during an emotion code session with this particular practitioner I went through, but... It's also outlined in the book. It's the same process, but, you know, the book, it'll be good to have the book handy if you decide this is good. Plus, the book has tons of testimonials because even my practitioner said everyone's results are, she's surprised by them all. There's always something new and different. And I got to say, my the results I'm going to share with you today, I had no expectation of, didn't even consider it. But it's so significant, uh, you know, you want to stick around to, to hear it. But I want to go through the process first and walk you through it. So I met with a practitioner online through Zoom. You don't have to be present to do this in physicality, though I always like that way. I understand that there's no barriers in consciousness to energy fields. So I was ha- I just wanted to get going and get it done. So... The practitioner gets online with me, and the first thing that we do is you got to. So, what's involved in this is applied kinesiology, which is also known as muscle testing. And applied kinesiology calibrates at 430 on the scale of consciousness, which is powerful, constructive, and true. All right, so it's not woo woo, there's energy and truth in the use of applied kinesiology. To, de- to determine like root causes of things. And the body is not separate from the truth and consciousness about anything, right? And the body can tell you what's going on with it without you trying to guess. I mean, you could feel it, but the body's like, well, let me tell you exactly what's going on, <laughs> which is kind of funny. If the body could speak, 
the body be like, uh-uh, this is what's going on. This is what we need to remove. And it's funny, I've spoken to many energy healers and massage therapists who experience after years of doing this work, the body's just like, let's just get to the point. Let me tell you what's going on here. This is where you're going, which is, yeah, I'm kind of making it funny and but kind of metaphorical, but really this is what's going on with many, many healers and therapists out there that have been doing this for decades. So, and from my understanding, and I'm not an expert in this, you know, I have some awareness of it and understanding, but apparently the subconscious mind is the intelligence that's running the show here, essentially, and has the full picture of what's going on with you, including your past, your whole life, your inherited past, and perhaps lifetimes past. So it's a huge eagle's eye view in consciousness of where you're at at this moment in time. So it's best to just get your thinking out of the way, thinking you know it all, and allow a higher self or higher source of intelligence, universal intelligence, to help you with what you're struggling with. So the subconscious mind has a view on how released, how to release the trapped emotions in the most effective and least disruptive way, disruptive way possible. So, the beginning of the session, you, the practitioner asks, do you have a heart wall? And the practitioner will muscle test and get a yes or a no. And then, in my session, the practitioner is like, how deep is that heart wall? You know, how thick is it? Is it two inches thick? Is it a foot thick? Is it a couple yards thick? Is it a couple miles thick? And in my case, it was four and a half miles energetically thick, which is interesting. But you know, I thought, oh my God, you know, what's wrong with me? Well, I know what's wrong with me because I've been through horrific stuff and it's understandable. But she says, no, most people have heart walls that are pretty darn thick. And she said she got a visual because she's clairvoyant. She got a visual on my heart wall and she's like, it's as if you're Rapunzel up in her castle. No walls, no doors, no way to get in. And I'm like, well, that's pretty true in my life experience in the last 20 years to some extent but it may be an exaggeration but it's not an exaggeration on some topics it's that true like nothing's coming in for me on several key issues in my life so that was funny that she described it that way and then she said with men she'll get a visual on men where they're they're living in a castle with a moat and the moat is filled with alligators, sharks, you know, <laughs> pirate ships. Nothing's coming through. So I thought that was a really great metaphor for men. I'm like, so men and women out there, we, we've got our heart walls all, all, you know, wrapped up around us. And clairvoyants can see exactly what they look like, which is super funny. And I thought it was like, oh, my God, please help me. Help Rapunzel out of her castle. <laughs> okay. So after we see how deep the heart wall is, then... There's a test. Are there trapped emotions in the heart wall that need to be released? And if so, can they be released today? So that's where, you know, every session I got a yes. Yes, there's a heart wall. Yes, there's trapped emotions that need to be released today. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. So during, so after you, after you determine that there are trapped emotions, you got to determine which ones you got to go after first. And this is where a practitioner will use what's called the emotion code chart, which I'll include in that resources page, but you can Google it and you can, you can access it on Dr. Bradley's Nelson, Dr. Bradley Nelson's web, websites as well. He, he makes that readily available, but I'll make it available on that resources page because you can have all kinds of resources there. I'll curate for you. I've already done the work of finding and I'll just put them there for you. So, the chart is envisioned two columns, six rows. And at the intersection of those columns and rows, there are five emotions in each one of those cell blocks. And then each of the rows has organs that are associated with the emotions, which if you ever, if you own Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life book, she has similar associations and acupuncturists for sure know that there are key meridians 
that are tied to different organs and they and um, so each each trapped emotion is associated with an organ which is super interesting to become aware of if you have kidney problems heart problems lung problems eye problems they can all be tied back to an associated emotion as an example so what what the practitioner will do will first say do a little test okay is it in column a or column b narrows it down and then she said is it an an odd or an even row so she narrows it down and then she says okay like if it's an even row is it in row two is it a row four is it in row six narrows it down to five emotions whatever that cell is and then she <clears throat> excuse me she'll test each of the emotions is it this number one number two number three number four number five okay so she narrows it down to one emotion not many just one and I'm going to grab my my list of emotions because I I kept track of it all because I was interested to know what they were and notice that there was a pattern of recurring ones which was interesting to know and this will give you an example of what can be trapped in the heart wall let me just look at my first session um okay I think this was it all right although it should have been 1122 okay so as an example in my first session geez i'm not looking at this properly hold give me hold me okay let's just go with this one because typically the first emotions are going to be ones that were kind of popped up when you were young so as an example my first three emotions that we worked with well we only do one at a time the first one was lack of control the second one was shame and the third one was humility or humiliation not humility humiliation so they'll fi- <clears throat> they'll find a particular emotion and then you got to test to see whether you need to f- to go deeper on it and discover when the first emotion when it first became trapped so for me the emotion of lack of control first became trapped at age three, between th- age three, four, and five. And she can narrow it down to three years. So she has an age range like three, four, and five. And then she'll say, do you recall any situation at that age where um, you would have experienced this? Then there was another one called shame and humiliation that came at three, four, and five. And that was a situation that I could remember. So uh, I don't know that it's it's not. She said it's not essential to remember the exact event, but I think it's good to bring into your awareness the fact that something like this happened at a very long uh, young age, and you didn't know any better not to trap it or suppress it or repress it because you just we didn't know. This is what we're we're taught as humans in our evolution of consciousness to date has been taught to suppress and repress emotions, not express them or whatever, or talk about them. Certainly not way back then when I was three, four, or five in the 60s. I'm 60 now, so that's where I'm at age-wise, physically, not emotionally. Emotionally, I'm maybe 18, maybe 12, I'm not sure. (laughs) So anyway, you get my point. Okay, so then we find the emotion that's trapped, you don't get involved in it. You don't have a discussion. You don't, like, you know, talk for hours about it. You just release it. And you can look at the videos that I'm going to share and show you how they get released. So I'm not going to describe it. You can look at the videos because I, I recommend that you do it. couldn't be simpler. And because it sounds simple, many of you may be skeptics. It's like, oh, that's not going to work. But I'm telling you, you can be as skeptical as you want or you can trust consciousness research and the calibrations that energy medicine in general calibrates at 460 on the scale of consciousness whereas everyday science and medicine 450 so there's something to energy medicine it's super powerful holds more truth than most um, doctors and scientists are aware of so then you release the emotion and then you go through and a session a typical session, you'll release anywhere from 10 to 14 trapped emotions. And I wrote all of mine down. And then you'd get to a point 
where that was enough to process and the session was over. So the subconscious mind is kind of running the show. You're like, you're done. No more today. You had enough because you need to process them. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure what's going on in consciousness there, except for the intent to release them is one, which is powerful. And the prayer to like, I'm done with this. Can I move on, please? Right. It's powerful. And how long it takes, uh, you know, so here's something that give you a heads up, a, a little slight, uh, just heads up. When you're releasing trapped emotions, it's not that you're necessarily getting rid of them that easily, which you are. It's pretty easy to get rid of them. But there could be residue because you've released it and now it still needs to come out. So what I experienced for the first couple days was, as example, not every day that I did this, but on some days I would experience like anger, big time, frustration, bitterness, and resentment coming up. Like I could barely contain myself. So I knew better than to express it on anyone. I just had to be with it and allow it to pass through me. This is the wisdom I would suggest that how you deal with this. You got to understand this is old news. It has nothing to do with the present moment at all. Nothing. Unless you want to blame someone for triggering it. It's, you know, there's no blame on everyone. It's just the energy is being triggered for release and you're choosing how to perceive it. You can, you know, blame someone else for making you feel a certain way or thankful for someone else to letting you know this is still here. I got to release it. So I... I learned the mechanism of letting go from Dr. David R. Hawkins' book, The, um, uh, the Pathway, it's called Letting Go, the pathway, to, the pathway to Surrender. And I learned how to let go of, of trapped emotions that came up, which I've done podcast episodes about those, which I'll share on the resources page as well, because it's helpful to know that it can be very can be very uncomfortable that these emotions are coming up and you're having to deal with them. But guess what? If you don't deal with them and let them go, they will persist. So what you resist persists. And when you learn how to let go through the mechanism of letting go, it can be easier. It can, it can move through you quickly if you don't resist it. You just, and it's uncomfortable to sit with these low-level emotions, but... I promise you, I've sat through some very low-level ones that have passed through within five to ten minutes. So know that they can pass quickly and don't let the lower mind in you get caught up in the juice of the ego wanting to fester in the lower vibrations. Like, you got to let them go if you want to move on. Okay, so that's one little heads up when you're doing this type of work. doesn't have to be true. It wasn't true for every session. But some weeks, I had some struggles that I had to deal with. And the subconscious mind could ha- be ever aware and knowing, like, you know what? you got to deal with this one. I'm showing you it's here. It's time to let them go and process this through if you want to move forward. So just saying. <laughs> okay. Again, on that chart, there are 60 possible emotions I had. To that, that are on the chart. You don't necessarily have them all. And I noticed I had maybe 10 to 14 of them were recurring. I didn't have all 60 of them at all, which is so interesting to know. So another aspect of this emotion code clearing, which was super fascinating and I needed to know, was that the, we inherit trapped emotions. And this is huge. I've known and I've, you know, as someone who is always trying to release the negative emotions that keep coming up in me, that keep blocking me from the life that I really want, I, I am a clairaudient too. I just told you I'm a clairvoyant. I see stuff. And I forgot to tell the story about that, but that's okay. I'm a clairaudient, so I hear things. So whenever I'm working on something that's frustrating, that it's nothing's changing, it's still recurring, I hear from spirit that it's generational. And I'm always like, generational? What the hell does that mean? What am I supposed to do with that, right? How am I supposed to clear something that's generational? It's inherited. Like, what do you do with that? Well, welcome the emotion code. The emotion code 
deals with inherited trapped emotions as well. And this is really significant. And the practitioner I worked with told me this, and so did Dr. Nelson mentioned it, that some people, when, so let's just talk about finding an inherited trapped emotion. So let's say you're onto a cell with five emotions. And the practitioner is coming up that all of the emotions don't test as positive. When that happens, it means it's an inherited trapped emotion. So, on my first session, we discovered an inherited trapped emotion. So, what they do first is they say they test which of those emotions is inherited. And my very first one was anger. Then she'll test, okay, did the anger come from your mother's side or your father's side? In this particular case, it came from my dad's side. And then she goes one generation further and says, did it come from your dad's mother's side or your dad's father's side? So this came from my dad's father's side. And then she'll say, how many generations back does it go? So she'll test, is it, you know, 1 to 10, 10 to 20, blah, 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 you know, do the whole testing. And she came up with 33 generations of anger, meaning we keep passing on the anger to each other. And um, it's kind of like that reference to that Bible quote about the sins of the father are passed on to the sins of the son. And I, I looked that up to find out where that came from. But I know, you know, I grew up a Catholic, so you hear that type of stuff and you hear sin a lot. And I want you to, uh, sin's not a great word, but that's what was used in, in our evolution of consciousness any type of lower expression or lower vibration was called a sin. So, ancestral sin, of the, sin the sins or iniquities of generation passing to another. So that's ancestral sin of the sins or iniquities of one generation passing it on to another. And again, a sin is, you know, that's an old, dated, outdated word. It's not really accurate. I think a better word is ignorance. We didn't know any better. We don't know any better that we're passing on anger from generation to generation. How would we? We wouldn't. We don't have the tools and the awareness of the evolution of consciousness until now. Or, you know, in the, you know probably came sooner than that, but it's coming into greater awareness now that we do this. In consciousness research, God's heart isn't about punishing people. God is not a punisher. That calibrates is true at a very high level, though many of us perceive God as punishing because we're perceiving God from a low level of consciousness, which isn't true. God is not punishing, period. That's true at a very high level in consciousness. In fact, once you get over... 200 on the scale of human consciousness, you, you no longer perceive God as punishing. So, this verse makes clear that God does not punish children for their parents' sin. God does not punish a new generation for the sins of a former, former generation. But God does hold children who don't learn from their parents' mistakes accountable. So, that's this is, I got this passage off the internet and I kind of agree with it. This is more of what we're here to do is transcend low levels of consciousness. Anger is one of them. And it's not a blame or shaming thing. It's not a judgment. It's not an opinion. It's just like, you know what? we got to learn to let go of anger because there's no energy, power, or truth in holding on to anger. I don't want to get all religious on it because I'm not really religious, but I do appreciate like helping people that are religious. It's not that I'm not religious, but I don't get into it, but people that are, you know, devoted to Jesus and God and the Word of God and Buddha and all of them know that to misperceive God as punishing is a misperception. And this is kind of helpful to know. So anyway, back to the inherited emotions. We all have them. We're human, right? And I'm just, I just told, shared with you right now, my inheritance is 33 generations of anger as one. Then we did another one with my dad, which was self-esteem. That had 57 generations of anger passed down through his mother's line. So this is super helpful to, to understand this. So I want to share 
some pretty significant stuff, which Dr. Bradley mentions in some of his videos and the woman I worked with mentioned as well. When you're working with people, there are many people that are clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, meaning they have extrasensory perceptions. Clairvoyants can see things that aren't there. As you know, so as an example, there are some emotion code practitioners can see the ancestors entering the room when they're getting ready, when you're getting ready to clear some type inherited trapped emotion. And my particular practitioner could feel the room filling up with ancestors and future generations because future generations are going to inherit this if you don't clear it now. So when we cleared anger, I had this huge release of kind of, I don't know, crying for one, appreciation and love, like, oh my God, we just we just did something huge. I didn't fully understand it or embody it, but I just knew like, oh my God, imagine if this one thing of a me- a releasing anger for 33 generations past and moving forward, this simply is like, oh my God, thank God for this. So... I felt a huge like sense of like why not let's just keep doing it. I mean, this is so easy. Let's clear more generational inherited crap and be done with it all. Enough is enough. <laughs> so that was my experience with that. And coming bringing into the awareness some stuff like was super interesting. Now I I came into the awareness that my mother was um sexually abused by I think it was an uncle or a grandparent when she was young so were her sisters and I had a vision of it I didn't know what to do I just had a vision of it that it had happened and then when my mother passed my aunt confirmed that was going on in the family so that type of energy is passed on from generation to generation And I never really experienced it myself, but the energy of it affected my life for sure and relationships. I didn't know it. And then when I came into the understanding, I understood my own behavior because I kind of mirrored my mother's behavior and became my mother on that front, like putting a heart wall up around relationships for sure. So the energy of that had to do with, I think self-abuse. I think the trapped emotion was self-abuse, which is a magnet for that type of sexual abuse. Any type of abuse, you've got the energy of self-abuse within you attracting it is my understanding it, understanding of it. Don't hold me to it, but I'm just sharing what my feeling is on it. So, that's the thing. Inherited emotions is huge, and this is what I feel is if you're if you are challenged and things aren't shifting for you, you aren't able to make changes, things aren't going away, this could be the reason. And just to release inherited emotions alone is like worth its weight in gold for all of us, right? It's a huge rippling effect in consciousness when you can take away inherited anger from 33 generations in the past and moving forward. And that's just one We did, gosh, I think we did at least, I don't know, six or eight or ten inherited trapped emotions that we dealt with in my heart wall session. So, good to know. Now, I want to talk about my experience through the heart wall release. And essentially, after every session, there was a lightning, total relief relief from the trapped emotion or whatever. I don't know. It just felt like that. It's like a huge relief is gone. It's been sitting in my heart wall for decades, right? I'm 60 now, so it's been there a while. Since I was three and four, that anger, which is super interesting, right? 50 years of anger, hanging out, strangling my heart, so to speak. What I really want to share that was so significant, I did not expect it. And this was after my my fourth and final heart wall session is 
I woke up the next day feeling like I had lost 50 pounds. I'm not kidding. And I know what it feels like to lose 50 pounds because I've done it before and I need to do it again. I'm not overstating or embellishing this just to make you want to do anything. I'm just trying to hit home a point. Like imagine 50 pounds of emotional weight with a stranglehold on your heart as an example, which is where it's been for me. Not to mention the emotional weight you could be carrying around in your kidneys, in your lungs, in your pancreas, in any part of your body that's suffering or ailing. There's some emotion, likely an emotional trapped emotion like strangling you there. Okay, just something to think about. I felt like uh, if I didn't, in the absence of doing this heart wall stuff, I would likely have some heart trouble physical ones because of such the huge release I've experienced. I'm like, oh my God, if I hadn't done something about this, I would probably have a heart attack in the next few years <laughs> or something. Not not something I really want. Now, in the absence of a snowstorm here in Colorado where I live, I may not have known how significant this heart wall removal thing was, okay? Because I had to go shovel out our driveway, which is big, And the base of the driveway is probably three or four car widths wide. And you know, when the uh, plows come by, they pile up all the snow in your driveway. So, you know, heavy it can be to shovel that friggin' snow, super heavy, and having to throw it or drag it another, let's see, my driveway is about 20 feet across. So imagine you got to get that middle of the driveway stuff moved 10 feet on either side. That's a lot, heavy stuff. So for me, I was able to lift that snow and throw it however far it needed to go or push it. You know, when I got closer to the edge, I was throwing snow four to five feet away, heavy things of snow. And I've been struggling in the last two years with, um, I'm pretty athletic. I I hike, I ski, I do all that good stuff. But I've noticed I'm winded these days. And even doing yoga, I'm winded. I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. I need to get back into cardio shape, which I haven't been doing, you know, to the extent that I normally would. So I've been um, recently like, oh my God, I got to get into back into better shape. I got to shed this excess weight physically because I gained it. There's a whole story behind how I gained it all back quickly, which I guess I'll share because I think it'll be good for some of you. Many of us, something something that may trigger a moment because I got triggered by a news show about um, weight recently. So anyway, not only did I feel like I lost 50 pounds physically, even though it was not physical, it was energetic, I regained the strength of an not, not a 60-year-old overweight, out-of-shape woman but the strength of my 40-year-old, healthy, balanced weight, athletic self over, over this course of releasing the heart wall. And I did no cardio exercise to get this much strength back. So that's just, I'm like, holy crow, this is huge. That I was out there for over an hour shoveling snow No, I wasn't winded. I wasn't tired. Nothing. Throwing snow like a champ. This is the power of the heart when you release the crap in front of it. And I know the power of a heart is huge. I already know that. So this is kind of evidence of the physicality that can shift when you release the trapped emotions in a heart wall. So I'm going to share my other experiences and then I'll share this backstory about this at the end, because it's a long, it's a lot of storytelling. So then I, I had one more session, a fifth session, which was a freebie for signing up as a first time client for this practitioner. And I'm like, oh, I'll do my freebie at the end, because I know that there's something called the body code. And typically, I think most emotion code practitioners are instructed to release the heart well first, because For many people, getting rid of that heart wall is huge. And if you read the testimonials in the book or online with other practitioners, 
it's significant for everyone. Most everybody that wrote a testimonial, like, oh my God, I didn't expect it. This is what I experienced. And there's a whole array of types of experiences. Some people removed the heart wall and they got more money, better jobs, better opportunities. Uh, Other examples are more love comes into your life, more lovingness. People can't respond to the negativity and the trapped emotion in that heart anymore because it's not there. It's not a magnet for others to, to give you some negative response to which I I definitely recognize this in myself. People respond to me differently in a positive way. There is, uh, imagine, each of those trapped emotions is a magnet. It's a magnet to experience that trapped emotion or look at it as a magnet to release it and become aware that it's there. That's kind of what it's doing. And um, this is huge especially if you have difficult relationships, it's like, and and I think Dr. Nelson mentioned it, that you don't have to change anybody else whatsoever. Change yourself, be the change, right? Be the change you want to see in the world by getting rid of the heart wall and people can't respond to you. Whoever's like a negative attractor, you know, someone who's negative in your life, always pushing your buttons, there's not going to be the energy there to push your buttons anymore because there is no more button. That's another, I mean, this is just one of numerous benefits to removing the heart wall. And I don't even care what the benefit is. I know that it's significant regardless. And I'm like, sign me up. Get the darn thing down because I need to shift my life now. So anyway, there's something called the body code, which is, focus more on the body. I'm like, I'll do that. I'll do that one at the end after I do the heart wall. Because again, most people, according to this practitioner, once the heart wall is done, people don't come back to her. They're done. They're like, oh, you know. And when you remove something from your awareness, you even forget about it. You forget like, oh my God, I did the heart wall. No wonder that I don't see that anymore. You'll, You'll realize like, oh my God, that isn't around me anymore. And that was true for me in this particular body code thing, which I'm going to talk about. So I have these ailments in my body, and I'm 60 years old, so it's no surprise things are going to start, you know, poking their head up and like, you know what, you got to address this. Hello, I'm telling you, something's going on here. So I've had this pain in my left breast, which is around the heart, and it kind of radiates down the arm, which would suggest heart problems or not. I'm like, you know what? I know there's energy and it's an energy. I understand that. I don't need to go down the fear zone of I'm going to have a heart attack or I got breast cancer. I'm not going to go there. I'm like, I got energy there that needs to be moved. That's kind of how I choose to look at it, right? Neutral. It's just energy. I'm not going to tell a you know victim story about it and poor me, I'm going to die and I'm going to have cancer, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go down that road. I know better than to do that, even though subconsciously I might be doing it. But I'm not going to go down the fear. I've had enough fear in my life. I can die tomorrow. I'll be fine with it. I could be diagnosed with something that's going to kill me tomorrow. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've had a lot worse go on and I know we're eternal. So it's all good. And I could be very flip right now and think I know it all, but and I may not feel that way, but if I was really told that, who knows? But today I'm saying, meh, it's all right. So anyway, I told her I had these particular ailments, like flare-ups. At night, the my right hand and my right foot go numb for some reason. And I've got this thing around my left breast and heart energy. And most of that stuff, so we did this body this body code clearing, which is a little bit different. So what's going on here is she's still using the emotion code chart, but pinpointing where in the body the trapped emotions are residing. So the first part she did was a chakra clearing. She, so she worked around the heart, the heart chakra because we're dealing with the heart for sure. The energy feels like it's there, and I have reason to believe why I know why it would be there from one horrific experience I had. And then I have some clogged energy around my throat. I know it need to be cleared. I forgot that one. 
and then these numbnesses in my hands and right foot. So she worked on the heart chakra stuff, cleared the trapped emotions there, and then she went into the physical body, which is super interesting that we have trapped emotions between our lumbar spine. So she's like, okay, it's the trapped emotion of whatever the emotion was. Let's say it was anger in L1, L2, L3, L4, blah, blah, blah. She goes down the line, releases all the trapped emotions in these different parts of the body on top of the chakra. She did all of that in this one session, which I found really fascinating to learn about. And acupuncturists know all this stuff. Chiropractors have an awareness of it. Energy healers, for sure, understand emotions get trapped in organs and parts of the body. So I did one body code session, and the next day I literally lost another 20 pounds. Not 50, 20, which is still significant. So stuff, so much trapped emotion in the body is wreaking havoc on the physicality, for sure. I'm not... I'm pretty healthy and intend to be healthy, so um, I don't have any severe ailments. But if I had, in the absence of clearing this, I would likely evolve into serious illness in different parts of the body. So I really wanted to share that with you today and understand that um, it's not all physical. Like, you think it's physical, and I want to share this story. This is a good one. And my brother won't mind that I share it, I don't think. So when I was, I spent five months in New England last year. Well, I spent an over, hold on, let's back up. This is a story I was going to not tell, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it because I know it's helpful to others. And, okay, so I lived in New England most of my life, and then I moved to Colorado in my 40s. And when I lived in New England, I had weight problems. Like I couldn't, I was always on a diet since I was in elementary school. And I had a mother who was really overweight and didn't, she hated her body. You could, you know, I watched her. Didn't want to be touched, didn't want to be looked at, hiding she was probably considered obese. Her mother and her sister were morbidly obese. And I wanted nothing to do with that as a youngster. I'm like, I want nothing to do with that. So I resisted it and I hated it. And, you know, I gave it a lot of negative attention in my life. So I had, I struggled with losing weight. And I kept gaining weight as I got older. And I joined Weight Watchers and it was helpful to me. But then... It was really helpful to me when I moved to Colorado. I lost 50 pounds in a year like a champ. It came off no problem. I used I joined a Weight Watchers group. It was, it was fantastic. And I realized a lot of it had to do with cut it, breaking free from patterns, familial patterns, generational patterns, patterns that the energy of New England is very different than the energy of Colorado, blah, blah, blah. So I lost 50 pounds and I kept it off for years, most of it, until my mother passed um, in 2011. Then I, I gained like 20 pounds after that for whatever reason. I think it might have had something to do with uh, giving away my power to my mother my whole life. And then when she died... I like had no power some or belief about it. There was some pattern there that wasn't good for me. So in any event, I put on maybe 20, 20 of the 50 I had lost. And then when COVID hit, I was here in Colorado. We were all, you know, stuck in the house from March through June or July, and then I decided I got to get out of here. I can't stay here anymore. So I decided to go back to New England and visit my family and friends who I hadn't seen in more than 15 years. And I didn't even consider that would be not be a great move for me if I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) So I was unconscious about it and didn't really consider it. 
So I went back to New England the first time, and I ended up spending five months there, visiting with cousins and family and friends I haven't seen forever. I love them. I love spending time with them. And then I decided, oh, I'm going to stay a little longer. I'll spend it with my brother, with my brother. And I decided, to, you know, because none of none of the family is around him anymore, and he's on his own. So I'm like, oh, I'll just spend the Christmas and Thanksgiving season with him. And that was for three months. And during those three months, I gained 30 pounds in three months. That's a lot of friggin' food. That's a lot of weight to gain fast. And I've been thinking about that for a long time. There's some type of pattern was triggered in me. And I went off the rails weight-wise and emotionally. So I saw a TV station. I think it might have been CBS Monday, Sunday morning or something with Jane Pauley. And they were talking about how we have triggers in our brains, body weight set points that are triggered in our brain. And when I heard that phrase, I'm like, you know what? There must have been some trigger in my brain from living in New England family, all of that stuff, that false belief I created was triggered and I packed on the weight like a champ, like, whoa. So this is how I came to understand, like, so there's 30 pounds in top of 20, we're up to 50 pounds that I got to lose again, even though I kept it off for quite a while. So I'm having to address this stuff. And that's why when the heart wall came up, I'm like, this is, I got to deal with this right now. I got to deal with this because I'm going to die of being overweight and uh, strangling my heart in the whole nine yards. So I wanted to share that with you. And I also want to share one last story because it is related to stories. All right, I'm going to take it a little longer. But if you have physical ailments, this is going to be useful to you, I imagine. So the first story is this. I went back to New England again for nine months because I really hadn't thought about the whole association with going to New England and going down the sinkhole of negativity, gaining weight, feeling bad, blah, blah, blah. So I spent nine months in New England. I had a good time. I enjoyed where I was, and I had friends and family around. It was good. But weight wasn't the problem. Something else became a problem while I was there. I went down the sinkhole of unworthiness for some reason, because it's... It's clear in my heart wall removal, I had tons of unworthiness and worthlessness running in my heart wall, which is, it's not great for a life. Uh, if you want a, a nice life, if you got that running, it's going to be a challenge if you don't remove that stuff. So in any event, in the last few months that I was there, my brother ended up in the hospital for, with a heart condition. He ended up having get a pacemaker. My brother is super athletic and fit, strong, always been an athlete, in really good shape, eats relatively well. And I go to visit him in the hospital and he's like, I don't know why, he was frustrated and he's like, why, and angry because why should I need a pacemaker? What, why is this going on with me? You know, questioning, even getting one. I'm like, Steve, you know, it has nothing to do with your physicality. And he's not one to kind of accept what he would consider woo-woo medicine, right? He wouldn't consider alternative health, holistic health, at least not out loud to me. But at that point, I could tell a moment of truth was coming through, and he's like, I understand that he's got a lot of trapped emotions. We didn't know anything about the heart wall, by the way. I knew nothing about the emotion code, nothing about the heart wall, but I knew, sitting there with Steve, I'm like, Steve, you've got unresolved stuff that's been repressed and suppressed within you since you were a child. And he had a rough childhood as a kid. I witnessed it. I know he was traumatized by things. I came to understand he was traumatized by even more things and had more trapped emotions and stuff going on. But he admitted that that was true and could accept that that was more true than the way he, his physicality is like. So anyway, I came across this. I'm like, Steve, you're not done. You're going to have, you could have more heart problems if you don't address what's going on there. 
what has a stranglehold on your heart. Is trauma from the past, false beliefs, trapped emotions that are, you know, self-abuse, one of them, right? Similar stuff, anger that I have because we're family. And what's interesting is his former wife has heart trouble too. She has a very similar background to Steve in regards to traumatic childhood, stuff like that. And I have yet to have this conversation with her. But I'm like, um, they can't... Steve's still having trouble, my brother, and so is his wife, and the doctors don't know what's wrong, which is kind of like a red flag to me. Like, okay, you got to look at something deeper. Everything else is going to show up okay normal, but guess what? The trapped emotions in the heart wall is not normal. They need to... You need to... Get rid of that stuff to free up the body from being strangled from that stuff. Negative. It's all negative, low-vibe stuff. It's strangling the body. It's not the energy of the body. The body is positive energy at 205. All this other stuff is below 200, which is downward-pulling destructive energy by nature, not judgment. It's just the nature of the energy. So that's one story about two very dear near and dear people to my heart having heart physical heart problems with no apparent explanation but I understand this is likely the explanation for both of them they got significant heart walls that need to be removed and then I met another friend I went to visit another friend who um, who had some serious cancer that had to be dealt with and they had to remove one of her organs and she understands this stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I don't think you, you probably haven't dealt with the trapped emotions behind it. So just because an organ is removed doesn't mean the energy behind it is not there. Just something to consider about, consider. And if you ask me, the $500 or less that's required to get the heart wall done by a certified practitioner. Again, you can do this on your own. You can pay nothing. But I'm like, you know what? I want someone to work with me because I get in my own head about it and I'll, I won't i will test accurately because I'm got, getting my own head about it. So I go to someone who's neutral who's just getting the facts. Like, just the facts, ma'am. Here's the facts. This trapped emotion is here. We need to get rid of it. Period. So consider the cost of that less than $500 versus an emergency room visit that required an ambulance ride, possibly open heart surgery, stents, whatever, to fix it. And this is not just the heart. This is every organ. If you got diabetes, liver problems, liver is big on the anger, by the way, (laughs) kidney problems, heart problems, lungs, breasts, any type of internal organs, there's likely trapped emotions that can be identified contributing to that problem. So, this was a very, a much longer podcast than I expected, but I, I hope it's helpful to wake you up to other possibilities if you're suffering from anything. If you have a heart wall and you're suffering from lack of love, lack of money, lack of meaningful relationships, you got blocks up everywhere around you, you're living in the Rapunzel's castle with no winds and windows and no walls like I am, or in a castle with like a, a man who's got a moat with sharks and pirate ships and the whole nine cannons. You know what I'm talking about. A simple heart wall removal would be beneficial to consider. That's it for today's weekly dose of higher consciousness. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to rate and review us on whatever channel you, you know, iPod, I, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you would rate and review us. It's super helpful when you do it. I'll see you next week. I'm not sure of the topic, so you're just going to have to tune in and find out then. Hey there, lovey Lou. If you are new to your weekly dose of Higher Consciousness podcast or an avid listener, I have something just for you. 
I created a landing page with all of my playlists in one place. So for new listeners, I created a playlist called Foundational Basics. This is where you will want to begin to come up to speed on your understanding of the map of consciousness, a proven energy scale for realizing your ultimate potential by Dr. David R. Hawkins, and with where we are now. For avid listeners, I've created playlists for all of my popular topics like 1001 Ways to Be of Higher Consciousness, 1001 Ways to Let Go of, those great higher consciousness quizzes that helps you uh, test your, your intuition and develop discernment skills, tools for transformation, high vibe book recommendations, and my general main topics. You can find all of these playlists on the website at themindbodyspiritnetwork.com forward slash podcast. Or you can find it in the link below in the show notes. Now back to today's episode. Hey 